We are very quick to hide our failures. We tend to brush them under the rug and shine ourselves up for the world to see. But is it possible that our failures could have purpose? That's what the woman in today's episode will find out. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. That includes sound effects. Just a heads up, the content in today's episode may not be appropriate for our younger listeners. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a woman who was called to share one of her biggest regrets for the good of many. Although her insecurities and shame made her feel ill-equipped, we'll see just who turned her failures into victories in today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. Part two of the true story of Cynthia Wenz. Uh, Cynthia, why didn't you say you were pregnant? Oh, I'm not. Well, we do a pregnancy test with our routine testing, and it came back positive. What? Yeah, you're pregnant. What? Are you sure? These results are highly reliable. Oh, my... Oh, no, 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 I... I, I can't be pregnant! Are you okay? Yes, I... No, I, I don't know. Well, are you in a serious relationship with the father? It's... it's complicated. Okay, so you're not sure if the father would be okay with this? Uh, I don't know if he is! I don't know if it's his! He'll kill me! This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. For over 140 years, Pacific Garden Mission has offered a place of refuge for those with invisible shackles that keep them bound to harmful patterns. Today, our goal remains the same as always, to set these people free. Mission staff offers help to all the men, women, and children who enter our doors. Help means hot, wholesome meals and clean clothing, refreshing showers, and a safe bunk to spend the night all free of charge thanks to generous financial gifts from our listening friends. After all physical needs are met, counselors focus on something more important. They speak to each guest individually to learn the unique stories and struggles that brought them to a life on the streets. And then they share the truth that will set them free. Change takes time, and resident guests may enroll in free rehabilitative programs to learn more about living a new life and how that life will help them be forever set free. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3748 in the series, Unshackle, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The woman in our story hailed from a strong Italian family in South Philly. Her parents raised her and her siblings with much love for each other and respect for the church. But as she grew older, things would greatly change. Change in ways that would dramatically and eternally alter her life and the lives of others. 
Based on her book with David Gregory, Healed for Life, we bring you part two of the true story of Cynthia Wentz, right now on Unshackled. I didn't know for sure whose baby I was carrying. It could have been my boyfriend's or my boss's, who I'd begun sleeping with months before. What I did know was that this was pregnancy number three, and my thoughts immediately defaulted to what I had always done in an unintended pregnancy. But I didn't want to make any rash decisions. I had made enough of those. Hello? I'd like to speak with Father Russo, please. This is he. Oh, good. Father, it's me, Cynthia Sisto. Oh, Cindy. Is your family all right? Yes, everyone's healthy. There's another matter I'd like your opinion on. Sure, child. I'm in a bad spot. Oh? I have a terrible problem. Whatever you're going through, you're going to make the right decision. Wait, you haven't heard the dilemma. I'm sorry, Cynthia. I'm unable to talk right now, but I believe you'll choose rightly. Our conversation didn't go near deep enough, but I held on to his words as some type of direction. He sent me a note the next day, further encouraging me and sharing more insight. Still, I grasped for comfort, spiritual comfort and guidance. I was 29, starting to grow in my faith and in a very different place than where I had been as a teen. But I also wasn't married and hadn't planned on having a child. Ah, you're back. Hi, doctor. So, do you want to schedule pregnancy care or have a DNC performed? I don't know. Like I said before, I don't even know which one is the father, so how can I... What do the fathers look like? One's a big, fat Italian guy. The other is blonde with blue eyes. Who do you want the father to be? The Italian guy, I guess. Then tell him it's his baby. Dark-haired and dark-eyed people have light-haired, light-eyed babies all the time. You mean lie to him? Are you still bleeding? Yes. Well, don't worry about it. It's probably a miscarriage. A miscarriage? Let's just do a DNC. The nurse wheeled my bed from one suite to the next, and they performed the abortion without anesthesia. All I could think about was that I was a repeat customer. Not just one or two, but three abortions. I hated being a statistic. But even more so, knowing in my heart that I was taking the life of my baby... What I wrestled with now was really just the beginning. This is so bizarre. That doesn't sound assuring. We're two weeks out, right? Yeah, two weeks post-check. Your uterus is still enlarged. What does that mean? That I must not have gotten everything. What? What do you mean? We probably didn't get everything out of you the first time. Your body still thinks it's pregnant. How can I still be pregnant? I'll have the nurse prep the op room for a repeat DNC. Oh, wait... Can I see what's inside of me? Uh, well... Please. I'm really feeling like God wants me to know. All right, I can send you to the hospital to get an ultrasound. Let's do that. Cindy, I've looked at the ultrasound scan and, well, here's the problem. Okay. The baby is moving so quickly that we can't get a still image. (laughs) The baby... What, baby? I had a DNC two weeks ago. Well, here, I'll flip the screen around and show you. See that little figure squirming and wiggling? That's your baby. Oh, my, oh my goodness. 
Well, then, what is that? That there is a deflated sack. Deflated sack? What does that even mean? Well, it means that you were carrying twins. Your abortion only removed one of them. I was in such a state when I walked out and got into the car I borrowed from my sister that I wrecked it on the way home. I was okay, but I had no idea what I was going to do, knowing I had this preserved life inside me. I stopped at a church, desperate to be delivered from my anguish. I found the sanctuary and knelt in prayer. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I know that you created life. You created this life that's inside me, but I'm so scared. What do I do? Oh, Jesus, help me. I couldn't think past the moment I was in, and my head spun in a dozen different directions. One thing was clear. I was having the baby, whether I wanted it or not. Gordon, my boyfriend, drifted away, and I lost my job after my boss's wife discovered the affair. On top of that, she keyed my car. Eventually, I got a job as an executive assistant, and I clung to Christ. For the first time in my life, I wasn't straddling two separate worlds. Instead, I was asking God what He wanted me to do with each day. But nearing delivery, something happened that no one had foreseen. Right. That's 89 and falling. Prophylaxis umbilical cord. Fetal heart rate 40. Get her in. Yeah, fetal heart rate's plummeted. I, I can't find it now. We're losing him. Go, 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 go! The doctor knocked me out quickly and was already cutting as they wheeled me in. The baby didn't have a heartbeat, but fortunately, they were able to resuscitate him. I named him Roman and thanked Jesus for such a miracle. As it turned out, the Lord had even more in store. I think you beat me. I didn't know we were racing. Yep. I have to find some way to pass the time on these bikes. I guess you're right. I see you here a lot. Yeah, I decided to work out instead of smoking, and since I was burning through a pack a day... You're living in the gym? <laughs> Practically. <laughs> what do you do outside the gym? I'm an executive assistant and a single mom. So there's no such thing as free time? Spoken like a true single parent. <laughs> I've seen enough of them. What do you do? I'm a trainer, so I spend my days here too. Oh, good. Then you'll have plenty of time to practice before next time. Next time? I've graciously decided to grant you a rematch. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Chris wasn't the man I'd been pleading with God to bring Roman in me, but he was perfect in all the ways that truly mattered. I, on the other hand, was still wrestling through the trauma of multiple abortions and poor relationship choices. I wasn't always the best mate to Chris. Finally, he had enough and told me I needed help because my past was tearing me apart. He was right about that and a few other things. That's why you should volunteer at the pregnancy center. Uh, what? Yeah. You're someone who can truly relate and not judge, and I think you'd be a real encouragement. Uh, I don't know. M maybe if you go and you know, help them understand that healing is available and God still cares. Your joy will be made complete. With my husband's words echoing in my mind, I arrived at the center intending to volunteer. I learned 
it would be more involved. I think I'll really enjoy my time helping here. That's great, but there are a few things you'll need to be trained on first. Oh? Well, if you're going to volunteer for supporting women, you need to go through post-abortion recovery. That way you can understand what the many women we serve are going through. Uh, really? Yes, it's a requirement. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to do that, so I can help. No problem. I had no idea what I was in for agreeing to post-abortion recovery counseling. But I wanted to try so I could be of help. Life was going in several different directions. Chris had adopted Roman, and after six months of marriage, I discovered I was pregnant. Cynthia? Oh, Pastor Ed, I... My apologies. I thought the sanctuary was empty. It's all right. I had just come to pray. Are you okay? No. <laughs> oh, what is it? I'm pregnant. Oh? What am I going to do? How are we going to do this? Well, Cynthia, you are married, yes? Yes, sir. Is your husband the one working? Yes, sir. Do you all have a good marriage? Yes, sir. Well, then, you are going to be just fine. I guess panicking and pregnancy don't always need to go together. Our son Justice was born, followed two years later by our son Caleb. Life was busy with three boys, but I stopped one morning to console a friend who had a miscarriage. I shared what helped me when I lost Roman's twin, but I was completely unaware. Roman was in the next room, listening to my every word. Folks, we'll get back to Cynthia's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. Dot org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, the conclusion to the true story of Cynthia Wenz. All right, Sharon, hang in there. Like I said, a miscarriage is devastating but survivable. When I lost Roman's twin, I wasn't sure I could survive it either. Okay. You too, Sharon. Love you. Bye. Mom? Oh. Roman, I didn't know you were there. Mom, did I have a sister or a brother? Yes, honey. Did you want me? Oh, yes, honey. And I'm so glad I have you. So, 
You were with someone before Dad? Yes, Roman, I was. A long time ago. Hmm. Roman, you're the best gift God has ever given me. And you're a miracle. Okay, Mom. I knew there'd be more questions requiring a lot more details. But for now, Roman was content with the answers and confident in my love for him. I turned 41 and started the 10-week post-abortion recovery program. I believed I was going through it for the sake of volunteering at the pregnancy center, but I was blind concerning what was really about to happen. Cynthia? Yes? Honey? What are you doing in the basement? The kids and I have been looking all over for you. Are you sick? It's just been a difficult day. At the pregnancy center? It's the sixth week of that post-abortion recovery class. And now I understand. It's not about helping other women. God is using it for me. Oh, honey. I know what abortion is and what I've done. I'm responsible for the very dismemberment of the children growing inside my womb. You were young and desperate. Chris, do you get that if I had not taken the life of my babies, we'd have a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old and Roman's twin all a part of our family? They should be here. I know. It wasn't like they were taken from us. It was by my hands. By my own hands. <laughs> it was the first time I took responsibility for my own sin and repented of what I had done. There were tears, and tears, and more tears. But God was healing me, and I was able to mourn the loss of my children. I took the post-abortion recovery class two more times, symbolically laying each of my babies to rest. At long last, after eight years of marriage, I could talk to Chris about my past and not be a mess on the floor. And God still wasn't done. There you are. You're never going to believe what happened today. And kids put the lid on the milk? <laughs> no. You picked up KFC on the way home. Fried food is going to kill you. Tell me. Well, I'm not quite sure if it's good news or bad. Wow. Uh, that just made it more interesting. <laughs> so, you know how the interim CEO left the pregnancy center? Yeah. And so the board offered it to me. What? That's awesome, Sin. Uh, yeah, it would be if they paid me. Well, they probably can't be as competitive, but we can make it work. No, you don't get it. They're not going to pay me. At all. Oh. We have three kids in private school to pay for. With the recession, your commissions are down to nothing. Yeah. You think God would really call me now to work unpaid as a CEO of a nonprofit? Actually, that's exactly when he'd call you. <laughs> You're not helping. When I told God I'd accept, I made sure to add, but feed my children. It turned out to be a really good fit for me. I worked on the budgets and turned things around and after settling debt, found there was even some left to pay myself. And we created a raised standard of care for our moms. This place looks awesome, Cynthia. Thanks. We made some changes since you left. I can tell. I can't believe it's the same pregnancy resource center. 
where we just had a volunteer nurse and volunteer peer counselors. Now we are a medically equipped, holistic reproductive health center with nurse practitioners, licensed professional counselors, and spiritual mentors. Wow. We are life-affirming. We provide women with preventative medical care, and I wanted to be able to offer services to support a woman's body, mind, and spirit. It will help women understand abortion is a bad option and not the only option. That's what we're hoping for, to educate and provide for their needs tangibly on every level. Part of what made our clinic different was that we weren't about being against something. We were about being for something. We were for educating, equipping, and helping women understand their full range of needs were being addressed. I figured with truth, life, love, and care for these women, and the Lord leading us, we had a winning combination. I wanted to share it with others and had many opportunities to do so. I wanted to talk today about some of the things I learned about being a first responder. As I do, I'd like you to bear in mind that we can, and many of us must, be a first responder in the lives of the young women around us. It's by no means simply a job for people at pregnancy resource centers. In fact, the more of us lovingly intervening in the lives of young women in our communities, schools, and youth programs, the better off our whole society will be. We have to remember without love, we are nothing. What we ultimately have to offer women is the love and life of Jesus Christ. We do care about the choices they make, but even more than that, we care about them, just as he does. I would go on to tell my story in places I'd never dreamed, to share the truth I have found in Jesus and how healing came to be. As I stood in front of the committee of the Texas State Legislature that had gathered to hear testimonies, I didn't know what they'd think of me but I knew why I was there. <clears throat> this is a committee of the Texas State Legislature. We're here today to hear testimonies of House Bill 15 that would require Texas abortion providers to perform sonograms one to three days prior to a woman's procedure. It will require the monitor screen be turned so mothers can view the unborn child and have its physical features described. Along with that, Mothers are to receive a list of local health care providers who provide pregnancy and labor and delivery care. Uh, here we are. Uh, yes, we'd like to invite Ms. Cynthia Wenz to the podium for her testimony. I stood before the Texas State Legislature sharing with them my journey that I have shared with you. Roman had decided to walk up with me and stood next to me behind the podium. Neither of us expected the response we received. After the abortion, I had an ultrasound and the tech said, the baby is swimming so fast we can't get a steady image. Baby? What baby, I asked. I had been pregnant with twins. The abortion had only removed one of them. The other survived. He was swimming fast. He is standing beside me now, my son, Roman. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Gentlemen, ladies, my son Roman's DNA doesn't match any of the DNA of the children I previously aborted or the children I currently parent. He is a unique human being, 
and he is still swimming. He just made the junior varsity swim team at his high school. Thanks, Mom. Son, seeing you hug your mama like that is the best thing I've seen all day. After finishing my testimony, Roman and I walked back to where Chris was sitting. We had done it. Two things happened as a result of that hearing. The bill passed the Texas House of Representatives, then the Texas Senate, and became law. And Roman squared his shoulders and owned his story and became a man. When I named Roman, I had thought about Romans 8.28, where it talked about how God works for the good of those who love him and that it had been about him surviving my womb, which was true, but it was so much more. I never dreamed that I'd be speaking at the Texas State Capitol, helping thousands of women gain access to the information they'd need to make informed choices, choices for life. Once again, God truly had worked all things together for good. Listening friend, if you are weighed down by guilt and shame or feeling overwhelmed by a situation, remember how God transformed Cynthia's life and that he has the power to transform yours as well. Cynthia could have given in to the despair of her traumatic circumstances, but instead she trusted God to use her life to glorify him. Her questions were answered when she put her trust in Him. Have you learned to trust God with every problem and situation in your life? God sent His Son, Jesus, to suffer and die on a cross to set us free from worry and to give us the grace we need to confront every problem. Have you believed and received the help you can find in Jesus, friend? And if you haven't, why not do so today? Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in making this crucial decision, we encourage you to get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission. 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. 
All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this Scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th, but the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... We should be having Thanksgiving. Now, Ellen, the conference is too important for me to miss. The airport is supposed to have my plane ready at 9 o'clock sharp. Two men, half a country apart... You see Jason? He didn't make it back yet? Where'd you have the farm truck at? Out in the east pasture. Uh, I'll go. But the visibility. Well, I'll, I'll stay to the fence line. Running on ambition. Couldn't see any value in turning to God. Ask God to have the baby wait until Peg can get to the hospital. Well, why don't you just ask God to pick her up and transport her to the hospital right now? Ed! But a blizzard. Emergency landing. And newborn baby would open their eyes to a higher power that could work where they couldn't. Can you tell me where we are? Mister, we need you in the worst way. You may save a life, maybe two. Don't miss this Thanksgiving classic, The God-Controlled Approach, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in part two of the true story of Cynthia Wenz were Amanda Markeski, Mara Kate Burns, Jeff Parker, Demetrius Troy, and Michael Walner. Original music, Don Bador. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.